Welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. This podcast is designed to share important legal information without the stuffy legal jargon. I'm Tracy Mylacrane. Let's get into today's episode. and welcome back to the Rise Up in Business podcast. Today's episode is going to be fun. I'm joined today by somebody who I have such a synergy with in terms of our attitude and just personality, which is really cool and it makes for a really fun chat. Sarah Stowe. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tracy. It is so exciting to be here and I think we might need to start doing this as our regular Monday catch-ups. So last week you were on my podcast, of course, and now we're doing yours and this is just awesome. So nice to catch up with you on a Monday. It is and we have such an injection of energy into these conversations, which I love, which means I'm sure that listeners are going to get value out of this episode. Sarah is very much about removing overwhelm for business owners, much like me. So when it comes to business, Sarah has her own business called Business Brains and her own podcast, which I was on last week. And we'll talk a little about that. But when it comes to removing overwhelm, I focus on removing overwhelm when it comes to legals. Sarah focuses on removing overwhelm when it comes to your money. Love this topic so much. Tell us a little bit about that, Sarah. As a lot of the listeners out there that might be mums or might be parents will understand is once you have kids, your time is not infinite anymore. You've only got a certain amount that you can actually do stuff with each day and you've got to be very purposeful in what you choose to do in that time. So in my years, I've had plenty of different businesses and my main one, as you mentioned, was a financial planning business and it was great then. That was pre-kids. I had all this time. You throw strategies at the wall, hope something sticks. And if it doesn't, you move on to the next thing and it doesn't really matter. You've got you know all this time to spend on it. Once having kids and being a business owner, I realized I couldn't use those same strategies in my business. It just wasn't going to work. I didn't have the hours to put into things. You know, I had more commitments as well. I had those financial commitments that you have at home when you've got kids and people relying on you. So you can't just throw it all into something and hope for the best. You've got to do things with a knowing result. So that sort of changed the way that I helped support people in setting up their businesses and changed the way in how I set mine up for myself as well. And a big part of that is with the money and with all areas of business, but specifically the money is anything that I do in my business and want to teach people to do with their businesses is having a purpose. So you've got a clear reason why you're doing it. We're taking all the fluff away. We don't want to waste time doing any of the stuff that's not important and not going to give you an actual end result. We are just focusing on those core things and they'll get you there. So, you know, if you've only got a few hours a day as a busy parent or for whatever reason, maybe it's a lifestyle choice that you choose to only work a certain amount in your business, that's completely fine too. And I just help people do that. Yeah, that's how I've arrived at that sort of point for me. It's been a fun journey. It sure has. And I, I love that there's runs on the board. I mean, in this day and age, we see a lot of movement on Instagram and everyone, not everyone, but it's very easy just to launch an Instagram page, put a web page together and say, I'm a business coach. 
I'm a business consultant, I'm an advisor, but there's no runs on the board for a lot of these people I'm noticing in that you're telling us you're going to teach us how to manage our money, but you've just started out in business or you're telling us that you're going to teach us how to do this, but you haven't done it yet. I just raise my eyebrows and question how that's going to go. And I've had lots of clients comment to me along those lines. So I'm loving that there's runs on the board here. You've been in the arena, you've done it. And now we've had our wins and our losses. There's, you know, we've, we've gone through the pain and uh, we've come out the other side, somewhat battered and bruised, but we're here. <laughs> but we're here. And I don't think that having those issues or, or learning things the hard ways of failure, I think it's all part of success. And, and that's why I love that we can have this conversation. And also you approach things holistically. So it's not just, I'm a financial advisor. I'm a coach on strategy. I'm going to support you this way. It's holistic. And when you can put that hat on and have a look at the business holistically and say, now let's focus on the money. What do you need to focus on here? It comes with some integrity and authenticity because one, you believe in it, it's consistent with your values, but two, you appreciate the business landscape as a whole. It's not just pigeonholed. A hundred percent that. And I think that was the shortcoming that I found with my financial planning business is the way that it was structured. I was having people come in and asking about, you know, the finance side of things and succession planning, setting up a business, whatever that sort of stuff was that we're talking about. And then they were also asking about the marketing or, you know, how much should I spend on this? How much? And there was all these sorts of areas of the business that sort of correlate, but nobody was sort of explaining how they work in together. So that's a big thing that I like to help people with as well as go, all right, well, you know, if these are your figures, this is what we should allocate based on those figures and this calculation for you to spend on your marketing. So now you can go out and build a marketing plan, knowing what results you're looking for, how much you can put towards it and what that end result is from that money that you're spending. So we're really building out everything that you're doing in the business with the fears as that Base for that and that foundation. So it's a really empowering way to do business. And this is so good to have somebody like you who can actually work with us in that capacity because I feel like as business owners, we crave that level of direction. And, you know, there's coaches and there's accountants and then there's bookkeepers and everyone has their niche and everyone's got their expertise and it's fabulous. And, you know, I'm a big advocate for surrounding yourself with the right people. But sometimes, and I know some listeners are going to resonate with this deeply, you just want someone to say, Tracy, you need to spend this much on this and that is too high. And for someone like me, say, okay, all right, thank you. That's sometimes that's the level that we want. Exactly. And you don't know until you know, I think as well, when you become a business owner, people just presume, like your accountant might presume, you know, things, you know, whoever you're seeing might presume that you just know this or you're the one leading it, where sometimes you just need that extra support to, I guess, bat ideas off and know whether what you're doing is the right amount to be putting into each different area. And are you successful? Like, yes, you might be making money. Yes, you might be taking income, but is that success? Like, who knows? What's that metric for you? And having some goalposts, I guess, to work towards and goalposts that are specific to your business, but also fit into your industry as well. So yeah, there's a lot there. (laughs) I love that clarity. I'm all about clarity, anything clarity, and I'm happy. I love that. All right. We were talking before this episode about the four things that you're going to talk about for listeners when it comes to money, what are the four things you should be focusing on your business to help you moving forward? I can't wait for this. 
Let's dive in. Let's get into it. So this is a bit of an excerpt, I guess, from my money method, which I teach in my Launch Your Biz Now course. So this is giving you an introduction to how you could implement some of these things. But like we spoke about earlier, I'm all about doing things really simply and making life easy for you. So, you know, we all hear that we've got to look at our figures. We all hear, you know, what's your profit and loss telling you? What's this telling you? Like, how are your figures going? Are you making money? All that sort of stuff that people bat around and you sit there and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I looked at my profit loss, no idea what I was looking at, no idea what those items mean or what this money means and whether it's on track or off track. I just looked at it and ticked it off and went, yeah, that's great. So I bet a whole lot of us are sitting there going, yeah, yep, that's me actually. And that's okay. Because like I said, if you don't know, you don't know. And it does seem complicated and bless my accountant and my accountant friends, but sometimes accountants are looking at it with their accounting hat on. So they're looking at all the backs and and everything else that goes into it. And, you know, there's so much that's involved. So it's very complex what they might be explaining to you when it really doesn't have to. So I've sort of gone and go, all right, well, what actually matters? Like if we've got half an hour a month to look at our figures, what are we going to look at? And this is what I've come up with as a bare minimum that you should do each month when you're looking at it. So the first one, well, actually there's four things. So I'll do, go over this first of all. So you want to look at your turnover. So how much income you brought into the business, your profit, your variable costs, and your fixed costs. So they're the four things. So let's break them down. So first of all, the turnover. So this is pretty simple is we want to know how much money the business has bought in that month easy. That'll come up on your profit loss. Circle that one. That's your revenue. You're talking about your revenue, gross revenue. Yeah. Revenue. Yeah. Yeah. Gross revenue. Absolutely. So have a look at that, see what it is. Great. Just write it down somewhere. And maybe you just have a little spreadsheet in your computer, which each month you put these four figures in. So you can really clearly see them against the month before. Then from there, next bit would probably be fixed expenses. So when we're talking about fixed expenses, that's the fixed cost that you're paying, whether you open the door, whether you have anyone buy off you or whether anything happens at all. They're just those business costs. So these might include things like your lease, if you've got an office, your subscription costs for your website, different things like that, any electricity, gas, you know, any of those things that you've got to pay no matter what staff. So all of that would go into your fixed costs as well. And yeah, whatever that is, write that down. Then from there, we want to work out your variable costs. So variable costs I include in here, which might be a bit different to what some people do, is I include in this side my marketing and my advertising. Because for me to spend money on marketing and advertising, like I've said, it needs to have a purpose. So I don't think it should go into your fixed costs because I think you should have a purpose outcome that you can get from spending that money. So I'd put marketing in there, advertising in there. I would put product costs, material costs, anything that is actually a cost to delivering your service or product or whatever it is. So work out what that figure is. So then we've got three. And then what we've got left is our profit. So the profit includes in this example, your income and any money that's left over. So pretty much when you take out the variable costs and fixed costs from your turnover, what's left over, and that's your profit. So they're the four figures that we want to look at. So then we take it a step further from there. So great, we've got those four figures written down. What do we do with it now? How am I knowing what that is going to mean for me? And you could look up the ATO benchmarks and see what the benchmarks are for other businesses in your industry. But I'm going to teach you today how to do it against your own business. So you're tracking against yourself to make sure you're improving each month and knowing where you're going with that. So 
From there, we want to work out what percentage each of those are against your revenue. So we go through and go, all right, well, what is the fixed cost divided by revenue? And turn that into a percentage. What is your variable cost divided by revenue? Turn that into a percentage. Then what is your profit divided by revenue and turn that into a percentage. So great. These figures now are going to be our baseline. And if you've got an existing business that's been established for a year or two or whatever it might be, you might go back over your last year and come up with the average that you've got from this. So your baseline's got a few more figures in it. If it's a new business, you might do it off your guesstimates that you have in your projections, whatever it might be. We just need to have something that we're going to look at as our initial starting point for reviewing the figures. So now we've got this. So let's say your fixed cost might be 20%, your variable cost might be 30% and your profit might be 50%. That's a pretty nice place to be if we've got that. That might not quite be like that, but you know, whatever that is, it doesn't really matter. Actually, let's make it probably more realistic because I think if we're at that point, we'd be all pretty happy if we're taking your at-home 50% profit. So but let's switch that and say maybe our... Fixed costs are 50%, our variable costs are 30%, and our profits 20%. That's probably looking more like most of our journeys at this point. Because if you're the other way around, then you do whatever you want because it's obviously working. (laughs) So from there, we've got those percentages. And what do we do? Obviously, we want to increase turnover as a business. We want to turn over more, or we might want to. We might not. You might be at a point with your business where you're going, all right, I'm at capacity. I can't do any more than what I'm doing now which is also okay. It's a nice, empowering thing to know what your limits are and stay within them because we don't want to burn out and all that sort of stuff. You know, we've only got limited time. Be okay with that. So if you're at that point, then you would go, all right, well, what can I do to influence my results for my business? Because I know I can't turn any more over. I can't bring any more business in. I don't have capacity unless you went to add on another staff member and that's another conversation. But for this, we'll just look at it. So then you would look at the other three areas and go, all right, well, I want to decrease my variable costs, decrease my fixed costs and increase my profit. So now that you know those leverages, you can look at each of those ones by itself and see if there's ways that you can affect that. So you would go through then and go, all right, well, my fixed costs at the moment's at 50%. My industry average is maybe 40%. So that's the goal that I want to get to. So I'm not going to turn over anymore. I'm going to look at ways to reduce my fixed costs. And then you would know that you could look at things like automation, outsourcing, and going through your systems and your processes and look at ways to reduce your cost there. So you would sit down and map out each of the four systems that you have in your business. So, you know, that's the product service delivery system, that's the onboarding lead generation sales system, then the marketing system, and then you've got your back end system. So I would map out those four systems and see where you can look for efficiencies in all of them. Then that in turn is going to bring down that percentage. And once you know what that percentage is and what you need to get it for, then you can start making plans that are actually affecting that. So it's real tangible results that you're getting from these changes. Same thing again with variable costs. So variable costs, like I mentioned, is the product cost, the material costs, the marketing, advertising, the cost to get a sale and the cost to deliver that product. So you could break that down and go, all right, well, now I'm going to look at my marketing funnel and my marketing system to see if I could do anything more efficiently there. How do I trim that down? How do I get that more effective? Am I using Facebook ads? Could I be doing this more effective? How would that look? How do each of those little, you know, implementations and changes that you make affect that bottom line? And then 
same thing with your material and product costs. How could you look at saving costs? So you can really, really be really specific at the way that you are managing your money and manipulating these results, I guess. And then of course, once we do both of those things, it's going to increase your profit, which is what we want. It's just, yeah, a different sort of understanding and looking at it and just a different way to break it down to see what areas in your business might be over the top and might be too heavy in costs or staff or whatever it might be and make you look at ways to make it more efficient and build on it and get it working better. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. And I know for so many people listening to this, this is going to be new. So, you know, everyone's across their profit and loss and everyone's doing all the right things, probably got a bookkeeper or, you know, I go on about that a lot and they've got the right people. But when it comes down to feeling like you're in control as a business owner, Knowing your money is so important and this is taking it a step further, I feel, and it's knowing your numbers. When we're talking about service providers, so let's just say we're in businesses like yours and mine and we are the main revenue generating machines in our business. So when we're looking at what you've just outlined in relation to those fixed costs, those variable costs, and where's the time going? I've recently been introduced by my wonderful bookkeeper. I've been introduced to a time tracking system for me. And I think it's called Toggle and it works very well for my business. It seems like this is a segue into that for service providers with what you're saying. And people are saying, gosh, well, how do I know? My onboarding? I don't know. I don't know what's involved in onboarding. I talk to clients, I send them a proposal, they accept, and then we onboard. But there's a lot of steps there. And for me, it took looking at reports, and I would never have done this if it wasn't for my bookkeeper, which is why I think it's just so important to surround yourself with the right people that can give you these tips and guidance. But that's how we can look at it and say, oh, oh my gosh, did you know to onboard a client, it actually takes me this much time and then it takes my assistant this much time. Holy moly, are there efficiencies that apply here? So for service providers, I think what you're saying can be really empowering and it's not a time tracking for any reason other than identifying our cost per unit and our efficiencies. Do you have anything to say about that when it comes to service providers who are sitting down and they're listening to this, they're going, hey, well, what can I do? to track my efficiencies. So is time tracking something that you recommend for that reason? Yeah, absolutely. When I like to look at it, I think time tracking, I don't want to be in a business where I have to do that forever because I don't think that's the best use of my time. But I absolutely think it has its place because what we want to do as a service provider and most of the businesses I work with are service providers or people that custom make a product or something along those lines is even if you're delivering a service, we want to turn that into a product. So that time tracking method will help in creating that. So we want to look at it and go with your services, if somebody's coming and getting a partnership agreement from you, we would then go, all right, well, normally, and I think you do a fair bit of this package stuff, so you're pretty all over this anyway, but as an example, we'll keep using that and go, all right, well, when I'm putting together a partnership agreement, what are all the things involved? So we'd write down those processes and the systems and we would allocate time and money to that. So the same way we would come up with a cost to sell for a product we should do for a service. I have an episode in my podcast on calculating your hourly rate as a service-based professional, which is probably a good place to start for this to work those calculations out. But once you've got that and you know what that is, 
by turning it into a product, yes, there might be anomalies that come up occasionally and that's fine. We'd build that into our calculations as that variable if something goes wrong, like the old shit money, like that's what that is. So we have got that accounted for, but we want to have that in a product. So then it means when somebody's walking through the door, the benefit is we're delivering the same result each time because we know what expectation they've got. We know how we can deliver that outcome to them and we can do that more efficiently each time. So once you've done that a few times, you've worked out this product and And you can develop it and then you can do that same thing we've been talking about before is going, all right, well, looking at this time. So for the start of having something new, you would do that time management where you're recording the time so you can actually see and make sure that it's allocating right. And then you can look at things like, oh, God, it takes my receptionist three hours to onboard a new client because they call them up, they book their appointment in, then they've got to send out reminders and it's this whole manual process. So then you'd look at that process in itself and go, all right, well, how do we automate this? Like we're so lucky now, like the amount of software and automation stuff that's out there is just blows my mind. Like I'm not a tech head, but I love tech products because there's super smart people out there that are much better than me that have created these things that make my life so much easier. And it's a way that I can have a business like I do and work the hours I work and have the flexibility that I have and still be a mum and do all that sort of stuff is from these products. So, you know, not that we want to build everyone out of a job or anything like that, but if we can look for efficiencies, let's do it. So, you know, then once we've done that, we can look at the onboarding, the product delivery, all of those systems that are inside your business. And even if you choose just one a month, like I think maybe you might be listening to this going, whoa, this sounds overwhelming. Like there is, like you said, there's so many systems and so many steps involved. But if we do these percentages and each month you go, all right, this month I'm going to focus on my fixed costs and I'm going to focus on reducing my onboarding time as my goal for that month. Great. That is your one thing that you're doing each month. And, you know, maybe you do it over a few months, whatever it might be, but it makes it that lot more achievable for you, just taking it off in bite-sized pieces and just being able to really see the impact of each of those little changes that you have. And really then it empowers you because you're not sitting there looking at all of these figures going, oh my God, where do I start? You can easily just chunk it down, find something that might interest you, or maybe you've got a staff member that's, you know, looking after your operations and you could go to them. All right, can you go out and map out our operations, please, and come up with ways that we can make it more efficient? Currently, we're paying, you know, 50% on fixed costs, which is majority operations. What ways do you think we should look at it? And you can empower them and you can then give them key metrics. So if you're paying KPIs or something like that, you could then take that a step further and go, all right, well, if you're able to reduce my fixed cost by 2%, which would be, you know, if we're talking about a $500,000 business, 2% still good. I'll give you half of that in a bonus. Like, you know, something as simple as that. So now not only are you on board, your staff's on board, you're saving money and you keep everyone happy. Just understanding this just helps, you know, gives you so much like options with the business. And it does. And you've touched on the key word that I'm taking away from this, which is empowering. And I've focused on that very much in my business, as you know, and as the listeners know, but this is next level empowering in terms of being in control of your numbers. So doing all of the right things with your bookkeeper and your accountant, it's all really important, but actually having that knowledge where you're actually the one who's monitoring. And I love the percentages. I love how you, I don't, I don't do that. I don't look at the percentages. I just look at the figures. I know where they need to be, but I'm actually excited after this episode to go and actually sit down and calculate my percentages because it's just not something that I've done. It's all there for me. The reports that my bookkeeper sends through, I'm sure it is but I just don't look at it in percentages, but to know it 
and to monitor that each month. There's something refreshing about that to me to say, okay, this month I've hit my revenue target and the breakdown was this. Isn't that great? And it is empowering and it's removing that overwhelm because you're right. What you said at the beginning, we've got our reports and we know we need to look at our profit and loss. What does it mean? What do we do with it? But you know what? As a busy business owner, I've got enough on my plate. I'm not even going to think about this. I'm just going to keep focusing on what I'm doing. The juggle is real. The kids are there. The family's there. All of the things. But you've just broken it down and given us four really sharp areas to focus on in a really simple way to grow our knowledge and grow our level of understanding, I think, on having your finger on the pulse as well about what's actually going on to move forward in a really holistic way. I love that. It's so valuable and it really is. And like I said at the beginning, you come and look at this from a holistic view. So it's not just the money, but it is then if you want to ask questions, well, okay, now that I've worked out my fixed and variable costs, What's my return on investment in relation to my marketing? If people want to have that conversation, you would be a good person to reach out to, to say, this is my spend on marketing. This is my spend on advertising. This is my spend on subscriptions. Is this good or not good? Well, that's it. And when people say, is this good? That's so open to interpretation. But once you start knowing these figures and knowing these percentages, you can look and go, actually, yeah, I am doing good. Like if I'm spending, you know, $12 for every lead and then that's converting at 3% or something like that. So it ends up being, who knows, 20% of each client in marketing fees for a business like mine, that's good. Like I'm happy with that. And of course, then when you start knowing what that is for your business, then you can start building it out from there. So it's really cool. Oh, this is so good. And you're the person. Tell me, Sarah, this is great and so valuable. And I know so many listeners are going to get value out of this. And you are the person to talk to when it comes to drilling down into that detail and getting that advice from someone who knows on what's stock standard, what's not, why is this working? Why isn't it? Why should this be improved? And I just love that, that people can ask you those questions. So how can people get in touch with you? Where are you? So you can find me in a few different places. First of all, the best sort of free resource would be the Launch Your Biz Now podcast. Make sure you jump on and check out Tracy's episode on there as well, which was wonderful. So any good podcasting out there, I am on Instagram at businessbrains.au. Jump over there, send me a message, let me know what you thought of this show. And then as well, if you have a new business idea and you are thinking about starting up a business, the best place for you to start is by getting a copy of my free new biz toolkit. So you can get that at businessbrains.co slash toolkit. And I think we'll chuck that link in the show notes as well for you getting a nod from Trace. So most of the work that I do is with my signature 10-week course, which is the Launch Your Biz Now course, where I help people set up these beautiful businesses with all these systems and processes in place and all of this stuff that we've been talking about for their new business. I will potentially be dropping something next year for established businesses to work on this. But if you are an established business listening to this, I'm going to do a end of year masterclass sort of thing where we can look at this stuff that we've talked about today and put a plan in place for 2023 about things we can implement. So jump on my email list or follow the podcast to keep up to date with that. But that will be at the end of the Year. And I think that'll just take this, all of this stuff we've talked about to that next level and yeah, helping our people. Absolutely. That's so helpful. Thank you. And I've got those links and we will include those in the show notes. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me. It was short and sharp, but I tell you what, that was packed with value. And I just know that everybody listening to this has got something to take away. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. 